Hi, everyone. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Welcome to Yoga Birth Babies, a podcast produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. We will be diving into everything prenatal yoga, birth, and baby-related, hoping to inspire, educate, and empower you through your journey into motherhood. Thank you for listening. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me. I'm Deb Flaschenberg, and we're doing a little mini-sode, so it's going to be a short little podcast, about 10 minutes. So this is what I'm calling Dancing with the Fear of Birth. Not just the fear of birth, but dancing with it, like understanding it, taking for a twirl, and really partnering and understanding what it's about. So the reason I want to go over this idea today, it stems from something that happened to me very early on in my doula career. So at this point... I had only attended about five births, so I was really brand spanking new to that whole uh, tradition of supporting women during birth. And for the doula certification, uh, I had to do three births, and I had to have some feedback, and then I was kind of on my own. And fortunately, I had a mentor. So even though I was attending the births and um, and now I was really responsible as the doula, um, I did have a mentor, which I felt really fortunate about. And what I used her for was be able to decompress after and just process. So this is the fifth birth I ever attended and the stakes felt pretty high. So the woman, really a wonderful woman, she was a student of mine for a while. Uh, She was an older mom and I knew this was her one shot to have the birth that she wanted. Her husband already had a child and she knew it was clear this baby was going to be her one and only chance to have this birth. And again, stakes were high. And there was a little bit of pressure because she really had a very um, clear picture. She wanted to be in the birth center. She wanted it to be a natural birth. She really had an idea of what she wanted. So she went into labor around her due date, maybe a day or so before. And she gave me a call that she had been walking and she felt like labor was starting. And I said, okay. And we're only maybe 10 blocks away from each other. I said, okay, so just let me know when you want me to come over. And so I waited and I waited and I waited by the phone. I was waiting and waiting. And then finally she said, okay, I think I'm ready for you to come over. So I get there, I walk in the door and she's sitting on her birth ball with a big smile just bouncing up and down. And I thought to myself, clearly I'm here too early. And clearly I was. So that was kind of the beginning of a long, long journey. So where I'm laboring with her, she didn't want me to go home. She was feeling a little anxious and things were slowly, slowly progressing. And about eight hours later, she decided it was time to head to the birth center. I thought it was a little early, but I really wanted to support her in her decision. So at the birth center here in New York, the one, it's actually, it has, has a new name now, but at the time it was called the St. Luke's Roosevelt Birth Center. They weren't admitting the moms in there because there's only three rooms until the mom was five centimeters. So we arrive, she goes into triage, they check her, and she's like two centimeters. So they say, go take a walk, come back when things are more intense. And so we're walking, we're walking, we're moving, we're swaying, we're breathing. Four hours later... They check four and a half centimeters. They kind of fudge it and they said, okay, you can be admitted. And now we're in the birth center. And, you know, I thought things were going to move pretty, pretty well. Um, you know, it was moving kind of slowly up to then. And it was a little concerned. I checked out my mentor and she said, you know, what's the baby position? And I said, you know, I know the head is down because um, they wouldn't allow her in the birth center otherwise. And we worked on, once we went to the birth center, 
we really worked on making sure that the baby's position was optimal. So we want the baby's spine towards mama's belly. We don't want the baby's spines towards mama's back. And so even though they kept assuring us that baby was OA, Oxford anterior, I kept just wanting to make sure that baby's spine was well aligned. So my mentor was encouraging that. So we did that. And so things are still moving really slowly. And then her water broke and there was meconium. And that is a sign of fetal distress. And so they sent us upstairs to the labor and delivery room. And we labored there for quite a while longer. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Calendar. Let's be real. Running a household can be exhausting and chaotic. And finding the perfect Mother's Day gift, it's not exactly a no-brainer. Until now. The Skylight Calendar is the best way to organize the family and give everyone, especially mom, some peace of mind to enjoy the things that matter most. The Skylight Calendar is a smart touchscreen calendar that keeps track of and manages the chores, dinner planning, groceries, and to-dos for the whole family. The Skylight Calendar automatically syncs each family member's digital calendars and displays them all together on one color-coded touchscreen. It even doubles as a digital picture frame so you can finally share all those special moments that are just sitting on your phone. As a limited time offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight calendar when you go to skylightcal.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-C-A-L dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightcal.com slash easy. So at 32 hours of labor, they decide failure to progress. And my client had a C-section. And I knew that was not in her birth vision and it was hard for her. And I knew it was hard for her. And her husband went in with her for the cesarean. Her beautiful daughter was born. I met them in the postpartum. I stayed, I made sure they got into their postpartum room. Okay. Um, I said goodbye. And then I saw them for their postpartum visit a few days later and I thought everything was okay. So fast forward a year. And now I get a call from her that she wants me to come over and chat. And part of me was excited to reconnect and see how the baby's doing. And part of me was a little terrified because I didn't quite know what she wanted to talk about. Because it didn't sound like she just wanted to connect. It sounded like she had something to get off her chest. And I was a little, I was a little afraid because, you know, I was so new at that then. And at that point, by the time she called me, I had been about up to 20 births. I'd taken on a pretty full chunk of births. But I always believe you can learn from experiences. So I show up and I'm anxious and she sits down and she says, the last year she had been in therapy processing her birth experience. And she came across a real piece of information that helped her understand what happened and she wanted to share with me. And she said that during the birth, she was terrified to cross the threshold into motherhood. And I thought, wow, that's huge. And that is huge. And I don't think she's alone in that because I think sometimes we don't realize the transition from made into mother that can happen that we all of a sudden notice during labor. And it was such a huge weight on her shoulders during the birth that maybe she didn't even realize what's going on. But with every contraction, she felt she was getting a step closer and it terrified her, absolutely terrified her. And that was really interesting. So I then talked to my mentor and kind of processed it. Now, what I learned from that, and again, I really felt badly that I couldn't give her the birth she wanted, did the best I could. But what I learned from that was that when I was now attending births uh, as a doula and working with my students in prenatal yoga and my childbirth education people, 
I now brought that question up. What are your fears? All right, so let's back up to understand why we need to understand that. So basically from a hormonal level, if the body's not functioning hormonally correctly, the labor's not going to function well. So oxytocin, it is the hormone of love. It is the hormone we feel when we see someone we love. It is the hormone that you feel when you have your cat or your dog in your lap and you're stroking them. It's the hormone you feel during orgasm. It's the hormone you need for your contractions. It contracts your uterus. Now, when it functions well and it's not being intimidated by other hormones, labor can progress. However, if a mom is feeling judged or anxious or pressured or disturbed, then the adrenaline goes up. And once the adrenaline's up, the oxytocin cannot function normally. So what my client was feeling, which is why one reason perhaps why her labor was so long, is because she was so terrified that the adrenaline kept spiking and the oxytocin kept dropping. So there's the hormonal idea that we need that balance. We need the oxytocin to flow. We need mom to feel loved and supported and clear in her head so that she can let her body and her mind be in labor land. Another reason is on a foundational understanding of why we want to take some of the fear away from labor. It's called the fear tension pain cycle. All right, so here we are. If someone feels fear, that often the breath shortens, the shoulders engage, the body tightens up in response to that fear. Even think like if you're going to a movie. Just last week, I went to this very scary, suspenseful movie, and I actually walked out with tight neck and shoulders because they were hiked up for so high during during the suspenseful part because it was so scary. So if you're fearful, the body's going to be tense. And now add on the sensation of a contraction where the mom's not relaxed, the body's not released, and then the pain, the sensation's going to feel that much heightened. And then she might get freaked out like, whoa, this is huge. And then she's going to be more fearful, more tense, not breathing, more pain. So it's this big cycle that's happening. All right, so now we understand there's the fear, tension, pain, and then there's a hormonal balance. So from that, I think it's clear that we want to try to remove the fear. All right. So how do we need to do that? We need to dance with the fear. We need to look. And if you're saying, I don't have any fear around my labor, I'm going to invite you to pause and look a little bit deeper. And it may not be quite as huge as passing into that threshold of motherhood. It could be, I'm anxious about my partner seeing me in labor. I'm anxious about maybe pooping on the table while pushing. I'm anxious about, do I have the right car seat? Whatever it is, it's valid, but we need to explore it. So for those moms that are out there that are expecting, I want you to take some time and sit with your partner and really discuss what you're feeling, what's going on in your mind, in your body, as you approach this whole thing. And partners, I want you just to listen and give the mom the space to process. And then after that, then you can start to look for some support, some ways to help mom. So ultimately, we want the mom to be confident going in. So once we identified what some of the fears could be, 
then we could start to offer mom some coping skills. So maybe mom is really concerned about the sensations of the contractions and we give her coping skills. Maybe mom is concerned about how labor is going to unfold. Then we give her education so that she can understand all the options and possibilities in front of her. So we want to give the mom a sense of confidence. And then we just want to make sure that the mom feels loved, that the people there are going to completely support her, that her care provider is going to support her. She's aligned herself with people that are going to circle their wagons around her and that they're really going to get quiet and calm and hold the space. So we've now understood that we need to identify the fears and we need to get support and we need some education and coping skills. And then the final piece is learning how to surrender. So a personal story about my births. My first labor was so much longer than I thought it possibly could be going in. It was altogether about 42 hours. It wasn't intense labor the whole time, um, but it was about 42 hours when I started to notice a pattern. And I pushed her up five hours and I had a vaginal birth. And my body during the birth felt strong and capable. Now, from such a long birth, though, postpartum was really hard. I saw a PT twice a week. I had these PT exercises I was doing twice a day. It was a really long process to get back on my feet, per se, and functional again. So here I was, pregnant with baby number two, and I was terrified that I was going to repeat the same birth, the same days of labor, the same very hard postpartum experience. I just was absolutely terrified. I approached things differently to help not have that. You know, I was being proactive. Um, you know, I saw a chiropractor to make sure everything was aligned. You know, I really, really made an effort to change things. But even with that, there was that possibility. So I talked to my midwife about it. And I just said, you know, I'm absolutely terrified of having this again. And she said, so what if you do? What if it looks the same way as your first birth? What are you going to do? And I, I paused and my heart was in my throat thinking, oh my God. And then I decided the only thing I could do was to just keep moving forward and let it unfold. And at some point I couldn't control the situation. I just had to surrender to being open to what happened. I voiced my fear. It was validated. It was supported. It was understood. And that alone felt amazing. And then I just had to surrender and let my birth be what it was going to be. And fortunately, you know, it was different as second births tend to be. But I think had I not surrendered and not accepted that it could be the same and not voiced it and not known that I'd had the support, I think I would have gone into that second birth with an incredible amount of tension and anxiety and stress. And that likely would have changed how it unfolded. So I hope those out there that are either birth workers or if you're a new mom, that this is maybe, or a expecting mom, this is giving you something to kind of chew on so that you can take that time. You can explore, you can dance with the fear and find your way around it. Find your way to partner with it, surrender and move on. So thank you for listening. For those that haven't already, please jump onto iTunes and rate us. Give us a review. Tell your friends about us. 
Um, and thank you for listening to this little mini, mini episode here, Minnesota. That's what I think I was calling it before. And check us out on Facebook, Prenatal Yoga Center, Instagram, Prenatal Yoga Center. I do my periscopes three times a week in the morning, Eastern Standard Time at 9.15, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that's it. I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful night. Namaste. Have an empowered and wonderful birth. Take care. This has been an episode of Yoga Birth Babies, produced by Prenatal Yoga Center. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Periscope. I'm Deb Flaschenberg. Thanks for listening. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty. That means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP SmartSide today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money on-